Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I am Matt. I'm Dory. The uh, old sperm, dumb eggs, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Do we I still forget. say that? Well, we still have it. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's been a week and a half or so for us to record this podcast, and uh, today I was like, "Wow, I feel like I haven't recorded a podcast in a while." Turns I, out I hadn't. You hadn't. Like ten days. It's like the longest I've gone between podcasts in my life. I think. Whoa. I mean, at least since 2008. Wow. Do you miss it? Turns out I don't. I'm hmm. kidding. I, of course I missed it. Hey, everyone. Hi. All right. Uh, what's what's new? What do we update people on? How's uh, your weekend in Vegas? Well, it was uh, treacherous. You know, a lot of uh, uptime, downtime, in between time. Drive out there was okay. Drive back was reasonable. You know, I think like four hours or so. Didn't okay. didn't stop to pee either time. All right. Uh, 
and uh, you know, I had some fun. I had I had a good time. Got to see some friends. Got to see some uh, sports. Got to see uh, you know, just a just a just a rip roaring uh, good time. Played a lot of that live and let die slot machine. Okay. Big fan of it. Great. You know, hit some buffaloes up. Buffalo. Yeah, played some played some deuces wild. Spent a lot of time just, you know, being present with the slot machine. Yes, I was having. I was. I was happy, and I was remembering it Aww. in the moment. Okay. I was like, "Oh, our baby's well taken care of. My wife is out having a lovely weekend, and I'm enjoying myself. I'm gonna remember this moment. Why do you think that's crazy? It's just." funny to me that like your happiest it's not moment. the only moment i'm happy about dory geez louise okay ay, ay, ay. guys she just doesn't get me i had a good time this morning too i also thought the same thing this morning when i was uh getting all the things you needed like uh you know a tiny cup of water uh a bib uh, cleaning things helping with the baby yeah that was very another th- That was another time I thought. I'm very happy right now. Oh, good. So it's not just, I just was, you know, just ask me how it was. Okay. You are so unbelievable trying to be like, you're only happy in front of a slot machine when hey, I'm gone. You know, you're getting very defensive. Shot out of a cannon this morning because I recorded an ad about seven times. Once I didn't even hit record and that was a good one. <laughs> anyway. Are you done? How was your weekend? It was good. How was your retreat? It was good. Um, yeah. It was a little overwhelming. Well, of course. I mean, that's going to be the case. Like Vegas it can sometimes be overwhelming. Yeah. Also, you know, the the pumping is is a lot. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we, we knew this going into your pumpages. We did. We, we talked about it. We did. I said, are you sure you want to be tethered to pumping for a long time? It's going to really kind of make you a little cuckoo, I think. I don't recall the specific conversation, but I'll believe you. It's probably like episode, I don't know, 15 episodes ago. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, you know, even though I have the LV, which makes pumping so much better. I Not still had an to, ad. I still had to think about it every three hours and like put my pumps in, yeah. pump, deal with the milk. And, you know, just like that mental load was felt like a lot. Um, so I feel like because of that, I wasn't able to sort of fully relax and enjoy myself, but I had a lot of fun, met some cool people. Yeah. Um, did some puzzling. Anyone signed up to be your friend? Um, that should have been an activity. Come, there was, come be Dory's friend. Well, there was like a buddy thing, like you could be assigned a buddy. Yeah. I didn't sign up for it though. Well, wow. That's weird. Is it? Yeah, because that uh, seems like right up your alley. Mm, you know, you get assigned not, a buddy, they accept not, you, and then you though. deny them. It's not. It's like that to me is too much. Too much pressure. TMP. Yep. All right. Um, got to see my friend Elizabeth, who flew in for it. Yeah, that was really fun. New Jersey zone. Saw my, you know, hung out with Jody and Julia. It was. It was nice. It was nice to like hang out with some people that I don't get to see very often. Yeah, and that's why I was happy. Yeah. Um, For you. There was a big clothing swap. You love a clothing swap. Yeah, I got rid of some stuff, and then I got a, I got a lot of stuff for Henry, which was great. And then I got a few things for myself. You treated yourself. I treated myself to some free clothes. 
And yeah. We had an anniversary. We did have an anniversary. Between recordings. Yep. Got Dory a card that I wrote in along with a couple of books about poker because I know she wants to learn how to play poker better. Or, I mean, she's probably pretty good, but, you know, then I got her, you know, a nice gift card for Madewell because I figured, you know, you're, you're, you, 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 you've been through all this paternity clothing stuff and you're in and out of these uh, baby, you're, you're dealing with a lot of baby clothes. Why don't you take a little you time? I appreciated that. It was a very uh, sweet sentiment. Yep. And uh, she got me a vacuum cleaner for my car. Yep. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I feel like you're being sarcastic. What? No. It was thoughtful. It's definitely something I will use. Also. Absolutely. You're supposed to. I, Absolutely. I looked up fourth anniversary and it was um, it was small electronics. Yes. And that was a small electronic. Yes, I got you nothing electronic. But you got me. I failed. No, you didn't. I failed at the the edict. Also, your card was uncharacteristically sweet. Well, it had space to write in. I figured I should write in it. I appreciated it. It seemed like it would be like a uh, silly if I didn't write in it. It felt like a card that was built for writing. Mm. You know? Yeah. There were other cards I looked at and almost purchased, but then I saw that one. I was like, we're both writers. That might be a nice card for her. It's got a, Snoopy's got a typewriter on the front of it. Mm. Dory's writing a book. Mm-hmm. She's a typist. Yep. I'm typing a book. There was thought behind everything. I know. It was very thoughtful. And you didn't think I'd put any thought into anything. I didn't say that. Mm. I saw the look in your eyes when I said, when should we exchange? And you were like, tonight? I was like... Or later. <laughs> and then I went to the Grove. Uh, you thought quickly on your feet. Well, I didn't half-ass it. I mean, I guess I kind of did. I always think about getting you a watch, and then I'm like, well, she wants to pick out the watch. That's, that's sort of my thought process. <laughs> yeah. Because I know you want a watch. I do. But then you're always like, but don't get it for me. I need to pick it out. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I don't say it that meanly. Well, I think our listeners know the truth. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Wow. Yeah. Um, then we went to, din- oh, to dinner last night. We did. We had to do an ex- a late breaking anniversary dinner. Yep. Of pastas and an overseasoned salad. And a... Delicious ricotta appetizer. Yeah, and I thought the dessert was the very dessert good, was good, too. Osteria Labuca. If you're in Los Angeles, head on over. Hashtag yeah. not an ad. Uh, and then we drove around for a little bit. Yeah, we're scoping some hoods out to see if there are hidden for sale houses. There aren't. There weren't any. In fact, there was like nothing for sale. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, obviously we picked good neighborhoods because there's nothing for sale. So... Yeah, no one wants to move. Yeah, we had a babysitter, so we figured rather than heading back literally an hour and ten minutes after we left, let's just kill some time. Turns out we don't we don't need a ton of time out there in the world. We kind of get it done, you know. We're efficient. I didn't, re- you know, dinner took an hour. Like dinner literally didn't take long at all. No, it didn't. Sometimes dinners take nine hours. 
Well, they were they were they were moving quickly. They brought things out quickly. Yes, as they were ready, it seemed. Yeah. Also, we haven't been out to dinner alone together since I think the night we bought our mattress. The f- date night number one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, who was watching? Oh yeah, Carolina, Carolina was watching him. I was like, how did we do that? Uh, it's interesting, you know, this weekend we had, uh, I didn't, did I leave the house yesterday? No, but I did some hungry Instacart shopping. So we have a freezer full of ice cream sandwiches now. Well, look, I wanted, I was like, I just want one ice cream sandwich. And then I was like, a box of three? Oh, not much more money. We'll get you a box of 12. I'm saving money. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got some Bamba for the baby. Baby Bamba. Baby Bamba. Guess what? Kid's a little, little, he loves it. little chewing machine. Yeah. Chompa, chompa, chompa. He is, it's very cute. He uses his little gums. And he, and and he his little hands. Grabs and, it with his little pudgy hand. Yep. Shoves it in his mouth. Yep. I had to feed him real food yesterday for the first time because you went out for a haircut. Yes. So I was like, all right, let me figure this out. I put him up on the... I don't think I did it great, but it was not as messy as it could have. I've seen it get much messier. Sure. I feel like my my every three-bite wipe situation was working yeah, out for me. I agree. I feel like no one else is doing that around here. He sometimes gets, like, he turns green. Like, he'll, <laughs> if he's eating, like, avocado, uh, he'll, he'll be covered in it. Yeah. It's very strange. Uh, but then I was like, you're pretty, you're pretty good at chomping. Chomping on these mm, tiny chunks of banana. That I tried to mash, but wasn't great at it. I was like, I bet you could chop on a bomba. And the, oh boy, did he ever. <laughs> he loved a bomba. Those of you who don't know, bomba, it's like a cheese curl, but peanut. Yeah. Because uh, we believe in um, shoving peanuts into babies. Um, yeah, we've also been giving him peanut butter powder in his oatmeal. Yeah, which is a product. It just seems like it, they just put bomba in a blender it does kind of seem just, like that. that's all they did i wonder how much that how much does that bottle cost um i don't remember maybe like five bucks send me to trader joe's i'll be back and i'll do that for a dollar <laughs> well i don't want i don't I, I don't actually want him to eat ground up bomba well i don't either but that's exactly what that is ingredients wise it's dehydrated peanut butter well i can make that happen let me just get a peanut butter. I'll unscrew the lid and leave it in the sun. Oh, that right? must be how they make bomba. That's how it works. I mean, how they make peanut butter powder. Um, yep. And then uh, let's see. We took some photos, baby family photos yesterday. Dory was like, we need family photos. So, okay. We took family photos. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, we used our birth photographer. Yeah who has now done three photo sessions with us. Yep. She seems to be our family's personal <laughs> photographer. I like her. I think she takes good I photos. think she's great. But also I think it's like, I don't know. Part of me was really wondering like what do you, what do you actually what were you actually going for in that? What do you mean? Like what do you need photos of? Like do you want photos of you and the baby like in his room cuz I can do that all day. Well, I wanted a nice photo for a holiday card. Okay. That was one thing. Oh, we didn't go very Christmassy. I didn't realize that was the intention. 
we could have put on like Hanukkah sweaters or something. Oh, it's okay. All right. And like, I also feel like, you know, he's already six months old. Like it goes by very quickly. Yes. And, you know, looking, even looking at his, the pictures that she took when he was two weeks old, it's like, whoa, he's like, he's changed so much. And I just like, I would just want to have like a nice, he was two weeks old when. Oh, that was that photo. The the photos at the house that she took. Yeah. He was two weeks old. I feel like he was two months old. No, he was two weeks old. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I just want to have like nice photos. I want to make, I want to make another like really nice album and. Well, look, I think you're living your best life, homie, and you're trying to get what you need done, done. What? I don't know. (laughs) More, more power to you. Way to knock out an intention. Uh, thanks. Was it an intention? No, probably wasn't. No. Seems like just a task. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I I take a lot of photos on my phone. I take a lot of videos, but like... I mean, I've got a bunch of photos from a real camera. I know, but like, you're taking them. You're not in the photos. I don't need to be in them. Yeah, but I want you to be in some of them. And she got some really nice photos of you and Henry on the guitar. Mm-hmm. That I think will be really nice to have. Well, you know, anytime. You just grab my camera and pick it up. Use it. I've asked you if I could use it, and you've said no. That's not, like, no. Yeah. No. The yeah. Sony? Yeah. When did you ask me? I've asked you if I could take a photo with your camera, and you're like, no, 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 no. That's, I don't believe that. Okay. I really don't. That doesn't sound like me. I think it's just because you didn't want to be in the photo. Oh, that's a different story altogether. Well. That's not, don't use my camera. That's, don't, I don't want to be in a picture right now. My bald spot's so bald. My hair's going, guys. Fast and furiously. Let's probably get on back on Rogaine now that we're, uh, you know, not around anyone pregnant or trying to be pregnant. Um, you keep saying that. I know, and I don't do anything about mm-hmm. it. Well, let me just subscribe and save. Oh, guys, it's been go. a day of just making things happen on my phone. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about as far as the week was concerned? Henry's eczema is a lot better. <laughs> yes, everyone. Congratulations. Henry's eczema is better. Well, all, all it took was a little know-how. I mean, like, Holly's been working very hard at Some it. Some active, uh, whatchamacallits? What am I calling it? What are we going to call it? Call what? What are you doing? Right now I'm ordering Rogaine. Why? But, uh, because you just said you're always saying it and you're never doing anything I feel like it. this is going to be one of those things that you order, that we get, that you never use, and it's going to well, stack up in your bathroom. Well, I'm not subscribing. I didn't subscribe to it. I didn't subscribe to it. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Look, I can just like stop. I can like, I'll li- I can live with this amount of hair. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what Rogaine does. It's like, look, here, just use this forever. Don't stop. The end. <laughs> okay. Joke's on you guys. I was going to use it forever anyway. What? I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Does that seem like, uh, is everyone up to date on us? Oh, for those of you wondering, I have ridden my bike a total of zero times. 
This German lady really did it, though. I'm telling you. Yeah, I know. She really, she really got to you. And now you have a very nice bike that is. Are you sitting. a nice German person? Please write in. I hope you're out there. Bye. I'm. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out, uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what (laughs) but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh boy, we're back. We are. And just a reminder, everyone, please do... Leave us those uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Sure. We appreciate it. I don't know. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Excellent Adventure. There's also a spinoff group called Mandor's Excellent Adventure Pregnancy and Children. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to join that. 
Our website is excellentadventure.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We record two bonus episodes per month. Our email is dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. That's all legitimately true. And speaking of our phone number, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play a voicemail. Okay. We did not check the levels beforehand, so I hope this works out. Okay, here we go. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Um, I am calling in response and also have a question for some of your listeners. Um, The woman who had two babies and, you know, they couldn't go through a vasectomy and didn't want to get a tubal done or anything. Um, And then you and Matt started talking about how, well, do you want one more? And, you know, Dory, you seemed a little hesitant to say, nope, we're done. Um, Whereas Matt kind of seemed to be leaning more towards, I'll do it if Dory wants one, however, very happy with his face. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I have two kids, and I always thought we would have more. Um, And then it was basically decided by him that, no, we were not having any more. And I felt like I actually, and this is ridiculous, I felt like I mourned the loss of a child that I never had um, because I wasn't ready to be done. And I'm just wondering if any of your other listeners have ever gone through anything like that where it it was just like a mourning period. It was very, um, very weird, very strange. And if they were able to, um, I don't know, if they had any tips on getting through it and just kind of, making your body okay with it it's just, it was i don't know it, it just feels very strange so um if you could pass that along that would be great and i hope all is well thanks so much love the show Bye. um i believe i've heard people talk about that before yeah totally uh the child that did it just you never all of a sudden someone's like mm, dunzos and then you're like whoop up wait yeah uh where you at dory with your babies. I mean, uh, just, uh, yeah, I'm gonna check in every couple of weeks, see what's doing. The podcast. <laughs> see if after anything's all. changed. How are you feeling? I. Uh, How do you like having a Henry? I love Henry. Yeah, okay. and I love having him. Probably no other baby could compare. So why try? He's an amazing baby. Yeah. He brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the kind of joy you would get from a slot machine. More joy. Wow. Fabulous. Can you even fathom that? No. Okay. I mean, well, yes, because I had Henry with a slot machine before, so it was great. Um Yeah, he's amazing. And I still wish he could have a sibling. No, right. I can't like That's where we're at. I can't like fight that feeling really. I can't fight this feeling anymore. Yeah, exactly. I've forgotten what I started fighting for. And, you know, I know a lot of people are very happy with one child. And a lot of... People are very happy with none. None People are very happy with none childs and happy with more than one child. And children who are one childs are very happy. And I know know all this. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying how I feel. Right. That's how I feel. Well, that's why I checked in. Um. So back to the uh, the sort of intent feel? of the caller. However you feel, thanks. Um, I hate when you do that. Do what? 
say that like you don't have opinions or feelings you just want to make me happy or you just want to have my well, feelings. Well, I have opinions and feelings, but they are inconsequential towards a happy life. I, happy wife, happy life. I hate Am that I, saying. Look, it, it is, it's a saying for a reason. It's it's, it's chauvinistic. I, yeah, I know. But also, the reality of it is, I think if you're a happy person, then my life is better. Is that not accurate? Yeah, but if you're a happy person, my life is better. Not true. Yes, true. You get angry at me sometimes when I'm happy. Uh-huh. So, you know. Are you ever happy and I come around being like, why are you happy? You never say, why are you happy? Stop doing that. You're happy. This is is why I don't think happy wife, happy life works because you you are very resentful. Of? Me. How so? I think you resent what you perceive as what I quote unquote want you to do, but it's actually just projection. Mm, well, I project a lot of things, a lot of places. You do. So, you know, but ultimately, like the reality of it is like, I can't uh, take that away from you. If you want another, you know, bubby, it's like, well, I, you know, I can't take it away. Science might be able to take it away from us. Yeah, but I mean, I mean there's no guarantees either that we're going to be able to do that. Oh, I'm like resigned to not being able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I can still be sad about it. Yeah, no, I'm no one's saying don't be sad. I'm just saying ultimately it's going to be your decision. But it's not our decision. But even it is if your it's, decision. But even if it's quote unquote my decision. I, I think what I'm what I'm you're saying the, is you're the one that gets poked and prodded. Okay, but what I'm saying is I'm coming to terms with the fact that I don't think we'll be able to do it, even if I wanted to do it. Right, but I'm saying that whether or not we're going to try will be up to you. Mm. And you could try to say that that's not true, but let's be honest and think about it. It really is. But what if you. you if you really didn't want to do it, then I wouldn't want to do it. Right, but I wouldn't really want to not do it if you really wanted to do it do you see what i'm saying i do but i don't believe you what do you mean i just feel like you're i don't know i, mean, I don't i don't want to like drag you, you are along. the reason for the season baby i don't want to drag you along kicking and screaming uh, well that's just a given i kick and scream almost everywhere that's true i don't like you know i've tried to be better about it here and there the kicking and screaming part. Sure. You know. It's like if we're going somewhere, I, I try not to kick and scream. But sometimes I boil over and I go, why are we even doing this today? Which was yesterday with photos. I had one tiny flash of me being angry about it because I, we had the dog and I had to bring the dog out. Ay, ay, ay. But anyway, we did that. We did. You rose to the occasion. Right, that was your day off. I mean, my day off. And I was like, okay, she wants to take these photos. Let's do it. I appreciate that. You're, I even showered. I know. I, I really appreciated treat. it. Um, and I didn't say a word about it the no, whole time. you didn't. You're welcome. But I'm not like, why should I be praised for doing something a normal person should be able to do? Well, that's why I didn't praise you. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I know, guys. I know I'm broken inside. Um, but back to what we were saying about babies and whether or not, yeah, it's really, it's ultimately up to you. 
Because I could, I mean, I'm not going to resent a baby. But ultimately, you'll resent me <laughs> for not allowing another baby. You see how that goes? Yeah. 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 All right. There you go. Did we just make a decision? No. Okay. <laughs> Point, counterpoint. Okay. Let's read this email from Grace. Okay. She says, this is the anonymous listener who wrote in a few weeks ago about Miracle Baby. I want to thank you for reading my email on the podcast and also thank the listeners who responded. I just had my 20-week anatomy scan and was informed that our baby has what is called ecogenic bowel. It is unusually bright appearance of the baby's bowel on an ultrasound. My husband and I are distraught by the news, as you can imagine. Since my NIPT result came back normal, my doctor is not worried about T21. Other serious outcomes could be cystic fibrosis. Neither of us has family history of CF that we know of or poor fetal growth. My doctor reassured me that most babies with ecogenic bowel are born normal. Sometimes it is simply because they swallowed some blood in the uterus. I did have some bleeding in early pregnancy. I mean, really break it down. It really just means your baby's bowels are really great at pictures. Like, ecogenic. Like, think about it. The term is not, in and of itself, a disorder. Right. I mean, it she is, says that. It's yeah. an unusually bright appearance of the baby's bowel. On it's just ultrasound. that, uh, holy shit, this is showing up real good. Literally. Yeah. Holy shit. Nice. Hey. <laughs> to be cautious, my doctor has referred me to the genetic counseling clinic, as well as the prenatal mental health program. Has anyone else experienced this? What are your baby's outcomes? Thank you in advance. P.S. I forgot to say this last time. Love the pod. It is my Monday morning therapy session. Thank you, Matt and Dory, for keeping this podcast going. All the best, Grace. Um, I did see that Grace asked this question in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And Has she gotten any bites, any nibbles? Yes. Yeah, someone responded and said, I had this. My baby's totally, my baby was totally fine. They had swallowed some blood in the uterus. You know, I usually don't like to jump to conclusions. But I feel like this is okay. This is going to work out. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's just what is it called again? Ecogenic. Ecogenic bowels. Yeah, there's no ecogenic not, bowel. There's no disorder. There's no ecogenic itis bowel. Like, really, just feels like a very medical term for just you know popping off the screen. Okay, everyone. That's how I feel. Doctor Matt it. has waited. Not a doctor. Just a student. Of life. Not a Dr. Matt has weighed in. Um, okay. So, you know, we got a lot of feedback on the German cyclist lady and you. Ruined my life. We got, we did get a lot of not, hashtag not all cyclists emails. Well, I'd like to know that because I've just had so many bad encounters with cyclists. I was talking about it at work the other day and and Lizzie, one of the writers, she was like, you know, I once had a run-in with a cyclist like that. I was like, what? And she was was like, yeah, I was on a brand new bicycle. I wasn't like super uh, confident in it. Didn't want to be on the street. I was riding on the sidewalk. And a cyclist yelled about me being on the sidewalk, saying that I made them all look bad. And she's like, I don't, I'm not a very confident cyclist right now. I, I, I'm just trying to get my bearings on this bike. 
are you being mean, cyclist? So, did any mean cyclists write in and agree with the German lady? Did the German lady write in? The German lady has not, as of yet, weighed in. Damn it. Um, we could release an episode of this podcast, Auf Deutsch. Do you work in Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, you know, south of Venice Boulevard? Do you work with a German lady who cycles every day? You ought to find the cyclist. And may or may not have been on Cochrane at like, you know, I don't even remember what time of day it was, but, uh, if you think you know her, let me know. <laughs> Um, Okay, so Caroline wrote in to say, I just want to send you some reassurance that not all cyclists are jerks. She attached a photo of her and her husband, Andrew, riding bikes, blissed out on the sunshine. Are they like, are they sponsored? Do they have like all sorts of like, you know, gear on? No. Uh, and each other's company and the feeling of the wind on our faces. We Love went through infertility hell a few years ago. And yes, we had one of those miracle pregnancies. Everyone either celebrates or resents depending on their experiences. A month after giving up hope on IVF and all the loss and devastation that comes along with that, we conceived our son assisted only by a cheap bottle of wine. He's a goddamn magical unicorn. The podcast has been a great source of healing for me. And I listen to revisit some of the unresolved sadness and loss that I still carry with me from those times. It has been so helpful in my healing process. Thank you for doing it. Also, just a little plug for having one kid. Mm, ah, Now you're speaking my language. While we had no choice, we've come to love it. It allows us as parents to maintain some semblance of ourselves from before we had a kid. And it really is amazing for soaking up every moment with our kid and each other. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some residual sadness sometimes about not having a second. Oh, you just swung it back the other way, Caroline. But wow, my life is so full and good the way it is. Thanks again for creating this community and for doing the work it takes to produce the podcast. Mm. Well, thank you for writing in. I used to enjoy the wind in my face. Honey, you are going to get back on this bike this week. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. This is from Julia, who has some very strong feelings about what happened to you. I do want to see if it fits up in my car, because I would like to, because I got to take my car in for service. I'd like to see if, um, you know, I could, like, get it to get in there and then i could just ride that home right the bike you know not the not the car because it's going in for service okay <laughs> okay so julia said i had to pause the pod in a red rage when i heard your tale of the snobby older cyclist i also have a trek bike it was gifted to me so i could ride a breast cancer century ride a few years back by the way i didn't do the whole hundred miles a group of cyclists who you could tell really enjoyed the smell of their own farts yeah. Had insane five to ten thousand dollar bikes and thought of this ride as a race. <laughs> All the other riders were on live bikes since they sponsored the breast cancer group we were raising money for. A lot of cyclists were kind and recognized a lot of us had no clue on what we were really doing. But the jock group stuck together with their carbon fiber bikes and bragged about doing a century every month. It just seemed out of place when half the riders were breast cancer survivors who physically could not do the whole ride. But we all tried and cheered each other on. I tried not to, I tried not to get pissed at the cool kids <laughs> as they breezed by us and never cheered anyone else at the finish oh line. Oh my God. These anyway, I feel your pain at snooty people who turn what should be a health or environmental personal choice into a competition. Buy an obnoxious horn for your bike and blow, just blow it so loudly when someone makes a shitty remark or tells something out of a car. It does delight me a little bit to just ding my bell as I blow by them on Venice Boulevard. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> 
jerks. Oh, oh you do century every month? Wow. A hundred miles. It's nothing. I can do a hundred miles on my regular bike right now. Guaranteed. My legs aren't going to feel great after. Probably need a day and a half to recover, but I can do it. I used to go for 30 mile rides all the time. Whatever. <laughs> Jerks. Okay. Here's a voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Kim from Ohio. I have a couple of things. Um, Matt, I just want to say, me, me being in the Midwest, listening to you talk about like cycling and stuff is so cool. So please do not lose your enthusiasm for it. Um, maybe there's cyclers around here and I just don't see them, but it is like not a thing around here where I am. <clears throat> so that is awesome. Second, um, to the anonymous email writer that, um, was like thinking about birth control and stuff like that, I have to say after IVF and after we <clears throat> conceived our son, I not having to like take birth control or think about my time of the cycle or whatever has been the most freeing experience of my life. Like I feel like our relationship is so much better. Our sex life is so much better because we just don't have to think about it. And if for some reason the point zero 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 one chance that we do conceive on our own, then it was just meant to freaking be because that just saves us a lot of money. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, and we are kind of like you guys. We are super happy with one kid, would want more, but, you know, we'll see where life takes us. IBS is freaking expensive. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share this thoughts with you guys. Thanks again for continuing the podcast, and I look forward to it every Monday. Bye-bye. Thank you. I don't know why people in the Midwest would even think about bicycling. It's freezing sometimes. Mm, that's true. Probably why you don't see a ton. Or, I mean, last time I was in Minnesota, it was negative. I think it was negative eighteen. Whoa! And I walked to the venue. Oh gosh! Why did you? I love a brisk air. I've never been to Minnesota. It's great. I, that's what I hear. I've been a few times. People love Minneapolis. Yeah, I love Minneapolis. I like. Uh, I like. Um, you know. Like lakes, there's ten thousand of them there. I don't know if you mm, know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is the land of ten thousand lakes. Yeah. Um, okay, we are gonna play one more voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura. I'm calling from Michigan. Matt, I just wanted to tell you that I can feel your annoyance with the German lady because I deal with customers. All day long, and sometimes they are just assholes, and it has absolutely nothing to do with you or me. It's just them and their day, and it's taken me a long time to realize that it's not about me. It's about them. So don't let her ruin your fun, and keep on biking. (laughs) Also, I am... 1,800 square feet, yes. 25 acres, one 85-pound dog, 11-year-old boy, a husband, and 11 chickens. Nice. Love what you guys do. Talk to you later. Bye. 25 acres. That's fun. I mean, you worked retail for a long time. Hell yeah, I did. You probably had to deal with a lot of German ladies. 
you know, I don't. I never got. I don't think I ever really. I never got. People were usually if they were like pissed off. I usually would just be like, I'd get them out of it. Mm. Like especially because you know the genius bar, they'd always come up already angry. Right, right, right. So I'm just like, all right, relax. What's going on? You know that kind of thing. You can be very calming when you want to be. Uh, yes, but I often don't want to be. Right. I, I want to send everyone into a tizzy. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> no. You don't do that. But there were people like, you know, I would not want to deal with. And I'd be like, your turn. Fade down away. Mean. Oh. <laughs> We'd all have to take turns. Who's who's she, up next? She came in. She came in to all the time. Like she didn't like send her assistant all the time. Really? All the time. Do you think she was just bored and lonely? Yes, oh, thousand percent. That is sad. But you know, it's sadder the way she treats human beings. Oh. <laughs> she she or treated yeah, when dead, I was right? there. No, she's still alive. Yes, of course. Don't yes, of course, man. I don't, I don't know. know if you remember the Oscar debacle of a couple years ago when she announced the wrong Best Picture winner. That wasn't her fault. With Warren Beatty. Well, she's how do you, still how alive. do you think she's not still alive? That was a very big thing that happened in popular culture. I know. I, and now I remember. Now I recall. Plus, she's got that great photo Terry O'Neill took of her after she won the Oscar outside the Beverly Hills Hotel in the at the pool. Mm. All the newspapers around her. Mm-hmm. She's in that yellow thingamajiggy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a great photo. Hmm. Terry O'Neill. Great photographer. Great photographer. All right. We're going to take another short break. All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi everyone, we're back. Hello. Okay, I think Honey, I think you're going to be shocked by this next email. Okay. It's from Rachel. All right. Who says, I can't stop thinking about how little both of you use your phones. <laughs> really? <laughs> Mere minutes on these apps. Is there a total da- average daily usage both of you can share? I really need to know. I remember you mentioning the average daily pickups, but not the total usage. Is this because both of you are on iPads or computers most of the time? I really cannot fathom. How do you stop yourself from mindlessly scrolling? What is interesting is that both of you have a significant number of pickups. So I know it is not because you're keeping the phone locked in a drawer somewhere. Teach me your ways. Rachel, 1,259 square feet in Singapore with a husband, 35-pound mutt, and an eight-month-old. I'm down 52% from last week in, in usage. Wow. Okay, so let's see. I was up last week. My daily average... Of, of phone pickups for the today. Well, that's just today. How do I get last week? Wait, where do I go for that again? General? Uh, no. Go to... Um, screen time? Screen oh, time. Oh, yeah, screen time. 
So my actually, well, that's this week again. I need to know more. Oh, I can go back to last week because last week was last week was pretty crazy. Okay. Now here's something you also all under have to understand. My phone is open and running the whole time I am uh, driving to and from work, and there was a lot of driving to and from work last week. But I will say, here it is. Ready, honey? Mm-hmm. Last week's usage, it's pretty high, I would say. Four hours and four minutes. Mine was really high last week. What was it? Five hours and 48 minutes. The week before was four hours and 18 minutes. That's a lot of hours to I be know. on the phone. Yeah, uh, so... You know, I think for me, it really just depends whether I play a lot of Best Fiends or not. Okay, so actually I can tell you this. Of the... Of the week, this is most used app. So, because I listen to YouTube on my way to work, YouTube is dramatically the most Mm. used app, Mm -hmm. but that's 10 hours and 25 minutes. Over what period of time? A week. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. And then from there, it's messages safari and mail okay if anyone wants to know so last week my biggest was facebook and a hundred pickups on average i have 102 pickups on average um yeah first use after pickup messages 163 times me messages too how many times 140 See, I use messages more than you. That's crazy. You get more texts than I do. Yeah. I also answer less than you do. You're on a lot of group texts. I am. Uh, how many notif- oh, well, the notifications thing is interesting. Where do I see that? Scroll oh, notifications. Down. 218. 91. <laughs> Weird. Uh, I feel like you're always getting notifications. Well, the most came from, this is a daily average, by the way. Yeah. The most came from messages. Same. 432. 754. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, maybe I get more texts than you. You do get more texts than I do. But you're on messages more than I am. Didn't we didn't we decide that? I'm on messages. No, I used it first. Oh, it's the first use after pickup. Pick yeah. Right, right, right. So, I'm on messages 3 hours and 26 minutes for the week. I'm on it 4 hours and 27 minutes. Last an hour week. more than me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting to me. At least I'm being somewhat productive during the week. So that's, yeah, so that's your answer. Today, by the way, 26 times I picked up my phone. How about you? Oh, I should do this downtime thing. Yeah, you can schedule downtime. Ooh. Schedule on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Cool. There you go. That's a little a glimpse into the lives of two uh, parents of a baby. Yep. Who live pretty busy lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, oftentimes I'll have it at work and I will leave, put it in my chair and then forget that it's there. And like walk around and like not have my phone on me. Which I, I don't love. I have a chair. But at work, guys, that has pockets. He's pretty cool. Does it have your name on it? It does. 
Ooh, you have a chair with your name on it? You didn't tell me that. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm the coolest. I have a chair with my name on it. We'll have to bring Henry to set and have him sit in it. I'll sit in the old Matt Myra chair. Yeah. At least I have a cute picture. I'll get the photographer to come. There you go. Sounds great. Great. Um, Okay. This next email is from Lisa, who writes, not sure if I missed it, but how long did you breastfeed for? Well, Lisa. It's still happening. I'm still breastfeeding. It is still happening. I mean, now he breastfeeds. He gets pumped breast milk. He gets formula. He gets oatmeal. He gets purees. Oh, sorry. He gets bomba, uh, banana. He's had avocado. So, you know, he's really eating like a, a veritable buffet, if you will. Not just breast milk, but um, I am still, in fact, breastfeeding him. I breastfeed him at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. But by the afternoon, he is he's so easily distracted that like I put him on the boob and he's just like, he sucks for a few seconds and then he's, he throws himself off and he's just like looking around the room, like grasping for things, throwing himself upside down. And it's just like, I usually just give up in the afternoon because he's just all over the place. But in the morning, we tend to have like pretty decent breastfeeding sessions. He's a mobile baby. He's a very, very mobile baby. He's army crawling. Yeah. We're FaceTiming with my parents today, and my father played a flute that he made out of PVC pipe, because of course he did. Because <laughs> he's your dad. We and see where like you get it from. Playing some weird Native American song, and it just Henry just started bawling. He did not care for the sound of a burst flute. Burst into tears. He was so upset. It was like, it was kind of shocking how upset he was. Yeah, I just I guess it just really struck a chord with him. He could be a reincarnated someone. He could be. That a, would explain a lot. A wolf. A dire wolf? No. Okay. A real thing. All right. Okay. This next email is from Anonymous. A real reincarnated wolf. <laughs> who says, just had to say thank you for illuminating the masses regarding how many weeks are in a month. And how many months old the baby is. This has been a topic of constant torture for me since, well, forever probably, but especially since I was pregnant for the first time. And numerous other moms told me that pregnancy was, quote, actually 10 months, 40 weeks. Ah, no matter how many times I tried to explain it, and I did to the point of social awkwardness and to the embarrassment of my husband who wished I would just leave it alone. A related pet peeve is when people say they're beginning their 40th year of life on their 40th birthday. It's actually your 41st. Sorry. Okay. This woman is a woman after my own heart because that drives me fucking crazy also. Oh, I count it by Christmases. But it's like not a thing that you can correct without sounding like a total douchebag. What do you mean? When someone says they're like, I'm so excited for my, you know, 40th year and it's when they're turning 40 and that's actually their 41st year. Yeah. It's how many times you spun around the sun, guys. Right. It's like but I, I'm not going to like, well, actually, someone. when you get to one, that's one. <laughs> right. So one, but like, yes, that drives me crazy. Also anonymous. So thank you. She also adds, it's comforting to know that there are at least a few logical folks among us. There are smiley face. I don't know how many there are, but there are some that's anonymous from Menlo park, California, two adults, two kids and a third on their way Nice in 1700 square feet, plus a 400 square foot semi-finished garage 
that is a playroom slash guest quarters. We park our cars in the driveway. Ah, okay. Interesting. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Um, all right. This next email is from Chris. Hi, this is Chris from Raleigh, North Carolina. My wife and I also got married on October 11th, 2014. That's us. Uh-huh. Uh, no, we got married on well, October 2015. But, and yeah. ended up spending yeah. the day in different... I know that. You know how I know that? That's how, that, that's because I got to play 10, 11, 15 on a, on a roulette wheel. Oh, yeah. We ended up spending the day in different states. I just got home from Portland, Oregon, visiting my brother with my three-year-old science baby because my lady was on a beach trip with some of her girlfriends. They'd been trying for weeks to find a date that worked for everybody and finally landed on this past weekend. Apparently, it didn't click for my wife at the time that Friday was a day of at least moderate significance. <laughs> it was fine, though. I'd been looking for an opportunity to take our son on a boy's trip, and this certainly fit the bill. He's also a great flyer, so I wasn't too worried about travel meltdowns. We celebrated a few days early and had a great anniversary on opposite coasts. Anyway, thank you for the podcast. Love you all. Family of three who finally moved into a 2,500 square there foot house go. with a real backyard for the kiddo to run around in with friends. P.S. Totally realized during the move that we didn't need a 2,500 square foot house. We needed less stuff. Preach. This is also the conclusion that I've come to. I talked about it on last week's uh, Forever 35. F35. Yeah, because I was like, you know, we live in this house. It's 100 years old. It doesn't have much storage space. Back in the day, like people didn't have as much stuff, which is annoying. You know, modern house, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, I don't need to move into a house with more storage. I just need to have less stuff. No, we don't need more storage. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Storage begets stuff. Yeah, but you're the one who every house we look at, you're like, where's the shed going to go? I like a shed. Okay. Well, the shed, like, our shed is necessary. Sure. Well, if we didn't have the shed, then there would be nowhere for guitar cases and a table saw and a, and a chop saw and a uh -huh. drill press yep. and a band saw. <laughs> yeah, all those things that you need so badly. And a biscuit joiner. <laughs> yeah, for your wood shop. And two air conditioners. Yeah, that... <laughs> Now that we have central air, we really need those. <laughs> I've thought about cutting a hole into the shed and putting an air mounting an air conditioner into it. I could do that. That seems awesome. Like a fire risk. You're a fire risk. Um, Ellen has a counterpoint to my statement about the baby dome. Yeah, go ahead. She says, I got the baby dome per your recommendation and love it. Oh, good. I had baby number two in July, used it in our backyard a ton this summer. We also used it poolside and as a safe baby sleep space in two hotel rooms. Love that it's lighter and more compact than a pack and play for travel. So thanks for the recommendation, even though it's kind of a bust in your house. And thanks for the pod. Ellen, 1450 square feet in Riverside, Illinois, with two adults, one baby and one toddler. I'm glad somebody got a use out of it. Got a use out of it. Got use out of it? Yeah, because quite frankly, we, we I, I literally think Henry was in there once. Yeah, one time I brought it into the bathroom so I could poop and put him in it. Yeah, but even then it's like, you could have just put down a very comfortable towel. Yeah, which is what I usually did. Um, it was, it <laughs> was he wasn't going anywhere. You know, now was, he's going to go somewhere. That's the problem. Right. It was, that, it was that it was on the floor and Bo was like, it was, it was not Bo proof. That was the fatal flaw yes. for us. Okay, this next email is from Kim. Question fairly unrelated to the podcast, but I'm very curious. 
I've listened to the pod since the beginning and knew that Dory is Jewish, but the past couple episodes are the first time I've heard her really talk about specific services and traditions with any sort of context on my part. About a month ago, I started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime and love it. It's honestly been the first show I've watched that encounters Jewish traditions and services and fasts, made them accessible, and I've been so intrigued. First, I wondered if the two of you have watched any of the show. Second, I wondered if Dory finds the representation of Judaism relatable to her experiences. Hot button. Well, Kim. Uh, First of all, dear friend Kevin Pollack on the show. Series regular. He was at our wedding. He was. And Matt decided it would be a good idea to tell him my thoughts on the show. <laughs> Buckle up, everyone. Mrs. Maisel I was too Jewish. I do not enjoy this show at all. She only watched the pilot. I watched the pilot. She only watched the pilot. I found it so over the top and like, we're Jews! Yeah. That I couldn't handle it. And I've never watched it again. And I don't understand the... I guess it's because... I don't know. There's a lot of Jewish people in the television academy, so they keep giving it Emmys. Honey, this is you got to be careful here. Should we cut this? It's out? a legendary television pioneer, Amy Sherman Palladino's work. We have only watched the pilot. Yes, we need to dive further in. We've got a, a personal recommendation from Kim. Listen, my favorite television critic, Emily Nussbaum of the New Yorker. Also does not like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Sure. You're going to have some people. I would say overall, though, people really like it. Yes. I know people at work always talking about it. A lot of the writers uh, of of the Goldbergs, also a Jewish show, uh, enjoy Maisel quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I feel I haven't given it. Well, I haven't given it a chance at all because I only watched a third of the pilot over Dory's shoulder. Mm. I mean, I guess I'd be willing to watch a couple more episodes. There you go, guys. Can we do it? Can we get Dory to be marvelous? Also, you know... I mean, look, it's just like, I love Amy Palladino's writing style. Gilmore Girls is one of my favorite shows, and I think that she's a genius, and I think that, uh, you know, these fast-talking actors and actresses, they're all very talented. Tony Shalhoub. Most of the people on the show aren't even Jewish. Shalhoub's not Jewish? I don't think so. Rachel Brosnahan certainly isn't Jewish. Tony Shalhoub was almost, he was he was one of the last few uh, that were potentially going to play Murray on the Goldbergs. No, he's, he's uh, Lebanese, which is not to say you that can't be Jewish. You can be Jewish in Lebanese. I believe he is not. Kevin Pollack's Jewish. Yes, he is. No, he's, he, Shalhoub was born and raised in a Maronite Christian family. And he's in, Mr. Maisel. In Green Bay, Wisconsin. And his mother is a second-generation Lebanese-American, according to the Wikipedia. The, uh, the, the McDonough's Shannon. Shannon's Lebanese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they weren't Jewish. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Um, okay. Hot so, button. Hot button. Uh, Kim's email continues... She wants to let us know as a follow-up to a voicemail I left several months ago about leaving a job after two years when I was in a toxic environment. I'm happy to say that I did leave that job and now work for a much better boss in an office with natural light and actual human empathy. So thank you for your encouragement in that. 
Thank you for all that you guys share, even the negative biking experiences. It makes my commute downtown bearable. <laughs> all my best, Kim. I can think of a faster way for you to get downtown. Let's be a German lady. All right. <laughs> this is from Jill. Yes. Matt, your bike is amazing. Thank you. My husband is a cyclist and worked for Trek. You rock and your bike rocks. Thank you. You do you. That's very, very nice. Also, my older daughter has a Korean Fender. Oh, sure. Not sure if it is a Stratocaster. We got it at a garage sale. Could be a Starcaster. And a Taylor Big Baby. Oh, nice. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good little guitar. She's in college now, but we are saving her guitars for when she has a moment. They are great guitars for beginners, as you mentioned. Yeah. Lastly, for the Goldbergs portion of the podcast, sure. I saw that you are now a producer, not just a co-producer. Mm-hmm. For those of us not in the industry, would you explain your job and how it works? There are executive producers, producers and co-producers, and I don't know the difference. And also, you write for it too, right? My daughter, who's 16, and I love the Goldbergs, I get to explain all the 80s references since that is when I was a high schooler. Thanks for the pod. Kisses to Henry and Bo. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm a producer on the show now, a writer-producer, technically. Um, The producer credit is, it's a seniority thing. I've been there for a while, it's sort of mid-level as far as television writing. Well, it's mid-upper um, as far as television writing credits are concerned. Writers are usually on scripted television shows. They start anywhere from staff writer. Here's how it goes. Staff writer, story editor, executive story editor, co-producer, producer, supervising producer, co-exec, executive producer. Smack in the middle. That's me. Um but those are just our those are our titles and we sort of occasionally will get a bump every year or skip a level if we're doing a new contract as sort of an incentive uh so that's it just essentially just means that I've been there a while <laughs> my current tasks on set i mean i my current task at the show is i am on set uh for every single episode of the goldbergs i I'm there from first call to last shot. From 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 crew call to the martini, as they say. Um and that is uh yeah. So if you're watching an episode of the Goldbergs, just know that somewhere, sometimes only a foot and a half away off camera, I'm there. Sometimes I'm ten feet away, but I'm never more than twenty five feet away. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, and in the Halloween episode, if you're looking, there's a couple lines that were that Wendy delivers to Adam Sean about a broken vase, and I was her eye line for those. So she's looking at me, not Sean. Whoa. Yeah. TV magic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This next email is from our friend Christopher Fonagi. And also, like, if you're seeing oh. Jeff Garland on camera and he's talking, chances are I'm literally right behind the camera. Staring at him with a script in my hand. Raring to go in case we need more jokes. Do you have a pencil behind your ear? No, I keep an, well, it's an iPad. I keep an iPad and an Apple Pencil magnetized to it. Because mm. that's how it works. Also, I like to not have a page to ruffle during scenes, mm. whereas everybody else is ruffling pages and I don't care for it. Are you the only one who uses an iPad? Yes. I feel like you're the future. I am. I hope someday people embrace it. Ari uses an iPad. 
He's our script supervisor. But he also uses the uh, sides. Mm. So, And for those who don't know, what are sides? Sides are the uh, printout of the call sheet and all the scenes that we're shooting that day. The script. There you go. There you go. A little inside baseball. Little BTS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Christopher Fanaghi. Which is the Korean pop group. That's true. That's what I was referring to. Um, he says, I've been meaning to reach out for a while now. I've been hired out of contract as an email marketing specialist after four months of my six-month contract. Interesting. That seems like you did a great enough job that they said, let's keep them aboard. Exactly. Ahoy. They've even got me doing some front-end web design on the company's site. I went back to school to finish my bachelor's in computer science in the summer, did very well that semester, but I've taken this semester off to focus on working. I had a freelance graphic design side gig for a bit, but I think that's come to an end, not complaining as they were, quote, fun to work for. Part of the reason I haven't reached out, as Dory may recall my last voicemail from June, is my dog, Sadie, had contracted leptospirosis. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to shake it and passed on June 21st. It was hard, mainly due to the uncertainty leading up to me having to make the decision. I commemorated her by getting her paw print tattooed on the top of my left forearm, basically where she would place her paw when she wanted attention. That is so sweet. Getting to the point, I know, where I'm ready to get another dog and wanted your and possibly my fellow excellent listeners' thoughts. I'm thinking about getting two, a male and a female, which I'm planning on naming Luke and Leia. My sister is trying to talk me not just out of getting two puppies at once, but namely getting littermates due to littermate syndrome. I've read into what it is and how to prevent it, but I'd like some outside input. Also, I'm clearing out the podcasts that no longer seem to be producing content. Matt, I take it Make Tech Human is done. It is. But are Phoebe and Talk Salad on permanent hiatus? No, they're on lengthy term, lengthy temporary hiatuses. Okay, fair enough. But I make Tech Human, as far as I know, is uh, done. Dunzo. Um, uh, what Christopher, are you- I got to say, this getting a male and female dog at the same time from the same litter. I don't know a lot about litter syndrome, litter mate syndrome, but I can already tell you off the top of my head, this sounds wacky. I gotta say, it's too much. Training ha- training two puppies sounds insane. It sounds like it's gonna be too much work for you. Yeah, and for anybody, too, it's gonna be too much work for anybody. Yes, agreed. That isn't a professional dog trainer. Yes, I would not do that. I would start with one. I would start with one that you love, and then one that is friendly with other dogs, and then introduce another baby dog. Yes, or another grown dog. Also. Maybe think about adopting an older dog. This is also true. Just going to throw that out there. Get like a, like a one-year-old. Yeah. Like a bow-year-old. A bow-year-old. Oh, buddy. Okay. Uh, dogs, guys. Dogs. Ugh. Oh, no. Now Matt's getting sad. Matt's getting sad. But read the next Scott, email. You know, Scott lost his... I know. One of his, one of his babies. Chica. Um, And, uh, you know, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Dogs are family members. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. No one's telling us otherwise. I feel like non-dog owners don't get it. No, they don't. And non-cat owners don't get it. Yeah. Gold, goldfish goldfish owners, owners, they definitely get it. Okay. Just kidding. They don't. They flush them down the toilet. <laughs> okay. Liz says, you must listen to this podcast called The Bake Down, which reviews all of the current season episodes each week. This is in Re, the Great British Bake Off. Of course which it we are is. Be- very behind on now. We're two episodes behind. We're not very behind. Really? We're only two episodes yes. behind? 
We better catch up. Uh, it'll be done before the end of the week, I'm okay, sure. Thank God. They have former contestants on as co-hosts, Howard and Jane, who offer tons of interesting tidbits from the production. Oh, this is About good. the production, including, yes, they wear the same clothes for both days for editing purposes, as Matt correctly said. Yes. And in case they're called back for another pull-away interview. Uh-huh. They think the judges get laundry service, but contestants are on their own to launder clothing overnight if needed. Aye, aye, aye. Contestants stay in a local hotel all together for weekend tapings. That's fun. They only meet the night before taping of the season begins. Uh-huh. They sometimes get drunk in the hotel bar and are hungover for taping. Uh-huh. They have to submit recipes for the entire season in advance. Oh, interesting. So they really have no chance to change slash adapt if they wanted to. So interesting. I wish they had episodes of all previous seasons too, Liz. Well, you know, they do those drawings of the showstoppers. They must have to prep those in advance, you know? <laughs> sure. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take a graphic designer to draw 12 cakes. That's fair. (laughs) All right, good point. I mean, they're beautiful drawings. That's very true. Okay, we are going to close with an email from Christine. Okie dokie. Who writes, Matt, this is directed to you. So I'm a listener who does not have children and does not plan on having them. Mm -hmm. I started listening because of Nerdist. Yes. That being said, I know all about your love of Bargain Hunt. I love Bargain Hunt so much. I know all about the hosts and the experts, even though I'd never seen it until last week. I was on a Caribbean cruise and they had a BBC channel. Bargain Hunt came on at 1 p.m. and my husband worked it into our daily routine all week. Oh, it's the best. We loved it. We are now trying to watch the whole run now that we are back home. Great recommendation from you once again. You also introduced me to Dan Bell, whom I love. Oh, I love Dan Bell. Give that baby a hug for me. Will do, Christine. Thank you for writing in. I'm glad that you now enjoy Bargain Hunt as much as I did. Okay. Really wish I could find that show. I cannot watch that show in the United States anymore. I've tried to figure that out. I can't do it. If anyone out there knows how I can watch without having to like... Torrent? Well, I can't even find them on Torrent anymore. There used to be a BritBox torrent that what? I used to get them from. You can't even torrent them? I know. I love, by the way, that someone in the UK was take, making the effort of digitally recording Bargain Hunt every day and dumping it onto a torrent site. Thank you. You, sir, are a true hero. Or ma'am. You, madam, are the truest of heroes. Okay. That brings us to the end of our show. Boo. A reminder that you can support us on Patreon if you want Yay. to hear more from us. Get up to two bonus episodes per month. You also get the whole back catalog if you support us that's on a lot. Patreon. Which a lot of podcasts there. A lot for a while now. of us talking. And that's at patreon.com. It's got to be 50 at least. Oh, yeah, definitely. Slash Excellent Adventure. Um, and if you support us at the $5 level or above, you also get your name read on the podcast each month. Well, here we go. Uh, thank you to the following. Melissa Garcia. And Melissa March Quinn. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molen. Monica Bold. Or Molen. Mon- Mariah C. Adamick. Mr. Bundy. Nancy Powell. Nicholas Gidmore. Nikki Bossert. Nikki Maraca. Uh, Patricia Faust Rezig. Paul Sharp. Paula. Pretty in Beantown. Rachel Downey. Rachel Kuzma. Regan Parsons. Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. Sandra M. Sarah Prager. Sarah Reistad Long. Sarah Lewis. Sarah Swift. Sarah M. Sherry Olson. Siri K. Gasky. SJV. Stephen Thompson. Stephanie Thompson. Sorry. Stephen Azar. That's where the Stephen came from. Susan Fisher. Tanya Kirshenman. The Holterman Clan. Clan of Holtermans. Clan. You know what I meant. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Victoria D. Wolf Fox. Sandy Berry. Alexander Fra. Faye, Faye. Amanda Schramm. Andrea. 
Anna Appleton Clayton. Uh, Ashley Meller. Ashley Wager. Bradley Johnson. Brian Gusky. Carolyn. Chadwin. Christina. Claire Dealey. Danny Cove. Danielle Nusiforo. Deanna McLean. And Elise Dayton. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the podcast and continuing to listen to us every week. Thank you. You are the true eggheads. You are. God bless. Or science bless. Or goddess bless. Or, you know, whatever you feel, you know? Just bless. How about this? Just go out there and treat others how you'd like to be treated. Amen. So if you're on a bike, don't be mean. Okay. Bye. Bye.